Hi, this is Andrew Bass, and this is the Performance Podcast. Welcome back. This is the second part in my two-part series on practical keys to innovation. And if you haven't listened to the first one, why not go and do that first and you'll hear some of my ideas about the general mindset before we get into some practical details. So here are some practical things that you can do to increase innovation quickly. Number one, allot and protect time and space away from your routine to think about innovation. You can't be innovative in the midst of interruptions and reminders of daily demands. These days, the biggest problem for many is getting away from your smartphone for some uninterrupted time. I think actually the need to be in constant contact is an illusion. It's amazing how much you will come up with if you just put yourself completely incommunicado for a while on a regular basis. And you can always have an assistant alert you to genuine emergencies. I think this is my most important tip, and I realise that it is probably the one least likely to be followed. Two, improvise the before and after of using your product. Here's what I mean by this. Directors, when they're directing a play, will very often help the actors by suggesting that not just to rehearse the part that the playwright wrote of a scene, but also to improvise the scene that might have happened before the bit that was scripted, and to also improvise the scene that happens just after the bit that was scripted by the playwright. By doing that, you get a lot more depth and sense of the character and their backstories. I think a great way to quickly add a lot of value and innovation is to think about what happens to your customer just before they use your product or service and just afterwards and see what you can do to help. If you want a really good example of what I'm talking about here, then I suggest you go over to the Virgin Atlantic upper class webpage and see all the great things that Virgin does to make the journey more pleasant and more enjoyable. So it's not just a fact of getting you from A to B, but it's how you get to the airport, what happens to you when you arrive, how they speed things up, what happens to you at the other end. By thinking about the before and after, they have all kinds of ideas of new innovations that they could bring in to differentiate themselves and create more value. Point three, I think there's a huge amount of innovation potential in looking at packaging. Let me give you, we were talking about Virgin at the high end, let me give you a much more low price, low cost kind of an example, which is oats so simple, which is Quaker oats in little packets. If you haven't seen this, then you get porridge oats in a little packet and the paper is specially treated. So when you open the packet, you've got just the right amount of oats. I have these every morning. Then you use the packet, you put the milk in, you get exactly the right amount of milk, and two minutes later out of the microwave comes your perfect porridge. Now, could I buy the loose Quaker oats and measure out the milk separately and put them in the bowl and put them in the microwave? Yes, of course I could. But if I did that, there'd be a bit more mess. It's a bit more hassle. I don't mind paying, and it works out about two and a half times extra for the amount of oats. I think it's about 55p, 100 grams rather than 21p. It's not going to break the bank. I don't mind paying that extra for the lack of hassle. And I always think what a clever idea those things are. And I think what they've done there is they've looked at a daily activity and they've made it easier. And by doing that, they've obviously increased the margin. It's a great way to think. A lot of packaging is annoying and difficult to get into. I think there's lots of opportunities there. Number four, create a way to run experiments. 
A lot of people talk about creating a culture where people can take risks. But I think it's important to realize that this doesn't mean recklessness. You know, you step out of a comfort zone, you don't leap out. Test pilots and test drivers approach limits very carefully. Now, one good way to manage risks is to have a sunset clause. So if you're going to try a new experiment, you just try it for 45 days or 90 days and you build in that you're not going to go further until you have a review. If you do that, you often get a lot less resistance than from people who think that this is a new policy that's going to run forever. And remember to look after people, by the way, who run a competent experiment that doesn't work out. Too many managers avoid new initiatives in favour of a more pedestrian sure thing because they perceive that it's safer for their career. You've got to make it safer for them to be entrepreneurial. Number five, instead of emphasising problem solving in operational areas, emphasise improvement. Most people's response to a problem is to attempt to restore business as usual. But if you're going to have to put some effort in to fix the thing anyway, why not make it a practice to leave things better than they were when you started? After all, the best competitors are working to make business as usual into business as it used to be. So in summary, five things to think about. First of all, a lot and protect time and space away from your routine. You're going to need to clear some space to be able to think about your business differently. Think about the before and after of using your product. How can you add to and improve that? Think about the packaging and how you can make things easier or more pleasant or cooler. Think about ways to run experiments. And remember the sunset clause is a great way to get people to accept an experiment. And whenever people are fixing something, make it into a practice to leave things better than you found them. All of these will naturally produce quite quickly ideas and improvements that you can build on. So how many of these do you think that you can put into practice over the next week or so? Thanks for listening. This has been the Performance Podcast with me, Andrew Bass.